We're just going to give everyone one more.
All right, let's get this started. Good morning, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another Fat Cats Cafe. Today we're joined by the team of Fight Legends, for whom it actually is morning. Good morning, Australians. How are you? <laughs> good morning, everybody. Really well. It is very early. It's like uh, 6 a.m. here, so... Uh, yeah, rise and shine, people, rise and shine. Yeah, I mean, I look, this this becomes me because I had to just interview a bunch of Indonesians for the project of Mind Blown, and it was 4 a.m. for me, so I think it's kind of fair. So to them, we said Salamat Paji, to you, we'll say good morning. And uh, that was Mortal Kombat, I think, getting us all good and started. So tell us about your background and tell us how you got into the idea of making a Web3 game. Sure. Um, well, a bit of background for me um, as a person before I talk about the project. Uh, my name's Anton and I'm the general manager of Fight Legends. I've got Sean here today with me as well. Uh, so we're representing Fight Legends. He's uh, really active in our uh, YouTube and social media space, etc. For me, he'll probably talk a bit about himself when he gets the chance, but I've got a strong business and leadership background. I've been investing in crypto since 2012. Uh, I'm a purple belt in BJJ. I'm about to get my third strike. Uh, I run a podcast called Roll or Die, which has done over 120 episodes. So I guess what I'm saying is that, like, this is a perfect project for me. I love martial arts. I love crypto. So it's, like, blended together beautifully. But, you know, I'm not Will. I'm not the CEO, right? So I can hopefully give you guys a bit of a different look, but this is well too early <laughs> for Will. He's, he rises at midday and goes to sleep at, like, 2 a.m. to deal with all the time zones around the world. So you guys have got me today. But hopefully I'm going to do a good job. Um, okay. Hey, that's, yeah. you know, we, we appreciate hardworking founders and DJs. And, if, you know, if we have specific questions, we have, you know, Vinny's part of our team. So, you know, we will we'll do his, his head in with some questions and send people over to your Discord server. I think we've sent a lot of fat cats over there anyway. Uh, just some housekeeping, right. everyone. Of course, at the end of this episode, we'll be giving away a catalyst and a cap, couple of catnip. Um, and we've been, there's an ongoing giveaway, which uh, the Fight Legends team will draw kind of sometime later or tomorrow for a few NFTs as well. Um, okay. Yep. Yeah. So that's your background. Cool. Cool. And good luck with your, your stripe. Um, do you have to kind of perform a whole cutter and stuff? Or how does that work for you, by the way? No, BJJ is like a grappling art. So it's all about uh, what happens once the match goes to the ground. Uh, that, you know, we do takedowns, but... Brazilian jiu-jitsu is all about, about submitting your opponent. There's no strikes involved. It's arm bars and chokes and ankle locks. And, you know, I, I love it. It's a mountain with no top. I'm 48 now. It's something I could do till the day I die probably. And, and you know, it's surprisingly effective considering that no strikes are involved. So it's good for anti-bullying and all of that sort of stuff as well. Uh, but, yeah, it's a, it's a legit art. You know, in, in, in MMA fights, once it hits the ground, it's almost always BJJ that you see in action there. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's legit. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Vinny's with us as well, so I'm going to add him as well as a speaker. So how should we do this? Should we talk a little bit about the background of the project and then kind of sure. go from there? Sure, why not? Um, so essentially the project was founded by a guy called Will Fagan. He is a legend. He's entrenched in the martial arts community. He's been putting on fight events for ages. He's been involved in like the AFC which is like the, the Australian version of the UFC, much smaller, but created people like Hector Lombard and brought them over. He made it to the UFC. So really kind of part of putting MMA on the map in Australia. So he's got a lot of experience in um, 
and just, I guess, the and contacts in the martial arts community. So he was learning about crypto, he's investing in crypto. Then he just thought, I can do this better than, than other people, basically, and here's where my strength is. So then Fightcoin was born. Fightcoin, you know, it then quickly dawned on him that building a game as well would be a really good idea. So he always wanted a game studio. So then the game studio was born and that so it's evolved into fightlegends.io, okay? So here what we have is um, basically we call ourselves the Street Fighter of the Metaverse. Um, it's a PvP game. It is uh, also driven by other characters are all NFTs. Uh, there's trainers in the game. They're NFTs as well. So your character can have trainers and those trainers can, you know, level up your characters in different areas like strength, speed, whatever else. There's also gyms. They're NFTs as well. And we have these things called companion bots. And the companion bots are like these uh, characters that work with you in the game, little little kind of drone-type bots, and they they hold all your items. You know, they, they're your companion throughout the game. Uh, and the idea of it is that essentially you can level, you know, uh, like I know that really high on our agenda is like esports. So these, these characters can be leveled up. They can be uh, enhanced. They can be merged. All of that sort of stuff can happen, which gives amazing utility to these NFTs. They can then obviously, you know, you can build up a fighter. Like if you've got a, a Ryu equivalent, whatever it is in our game, you you know, you can level up that fighter, win lots of tournaments, win lots of stuff, and then on-sell that character. And it will have different stats and, and vitals than someone else's Ryu. So that becomes instantly more valuable, may have extra moves, et cetera. So cool, uh, that's, cool. that's kind of where we're at, yeah. Okay, so before we go into kind of the specific um, fundamentals of, of Fight Legends, did you have a kind of a Web2 game before this? Did you have some experience in gaming you or your team? I mean, kind of where did this, you know, I get the idea coming from the MMA side of things, but was there a, a game that you worked with before that you want to integrate on the blockchain or is this kind of an entirely new idea? So, the, yeah, what Will initially did was went and got a bunch of like Web3 people, right? So we had these people who were you know, already building their own games on the side or yeah, they might have had full-time jobs or whatever. They, he brought this band of people together and they started to build this game with the vision of Street Fighter 2 in mind. But then through the grapevine, et cetera, we found uh, Yoshiko Okamoto, who was the creator of Street Fighter 2. So this guy has now joined our team. So we literally have blended, you know, the original, the OGs of the actual pvp fighter world with the web3 talent of today you know and, and what we're hoping to do is build something genuinely unique it's difficult i mean it's it's well it's it's great to build just a game or just a just a web3 game but to blend those two spaces together we're hoping we can just generate something that's out of this world okay cool now which uh which engine are you building this on unity uh, is the engine of choice. And the reason for that is because of its performance capabilities across many different platforms and the, you know, the, le the less processing power requirements. We just feel like that's going to be um, the winning formula for us. We want people okay, cool. anywhere, well, you know, to be able to play, you know, no matter their level. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Uh, but it will still be a, 
in the beginning will still be a computer game, right? I mean, it, the mobile version, I guess, will come in time. Yeah, okay. I mean, that, cool. it's not that at the moment it's just on PC. The, the, the demo right now, everyone can play it if they want to go grab a bloody face or if they win one today. Um, you can go play the game and there is, like, it, it works really well. I was playing with my 16-year-old son the other day. He loved it so much. He's like, Dad, I want to invest um, so he's got two and a half grand worth of savings he wants to put into the project. Um, like it's that good. The, the playable demo is good enough for you to see that um, that this is the real deal. Um, and so it only works on PC, but that's really just for coding efficiency. Like obviously we could make it work on every platform right now because it's on Unity, but that we don't think that's a good use of our time right now, considering it's just a, a playable kind of demo. You know, we're, we're just focused on building a better and better game versus trying to make everybody be able to play a demo. Sure, sure. Okay, so we've got this fighter-style game, player versus player, got it, with classic kind of Street Fighter vibes, Mortal Kombat, that kind of game. Um, mm -hmm. now, now, let's talk about, um, okay, and then you've mentioned that, that each of the, the fighters is an NFT, and then there are also NFTs such as uh, trainers, gyms, and companions and each of these will help a character level up is that correct exactly right it's exactly right okay and then this kind of this is sounding very much like esports um esports mm. level nft fighting because i mean it's going to be quite competitive right you know what's we, we're looking at games these days many of them have a grinding aspect and they have yeah. a uh, uh expertise aspect and this is kind of sounding like it's particularly you know, expertise-driven, esports-driven. Is is that correct? Hundred percent. That's well and truly on our radar to get you know to, to be an esports quality game, um, and to have that much kind of skill involved that 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 it's going to work at that level. Um, yeah. So so that that is definitely on the roadmap. Yes. Okay. So so two questions from that. How do we balance? pay to win, right? In other words, how do you balance that people who don't kind of have a lot of money but can maybe just buy the Genesis NFT and not, not the gym and all of that can level up and not have people against them who have got all these extra buffs from trainers and gyms and stuff and still compete based on their skill? Sure. So just like if you play online chess or anything like that, um, in the lobby, uh, you will be matched up with people who are of an equivalent level to you or as close as it can. So the matching system when you're going into play is going to make, make it so that you're not, you know, against the pros when you're just beginning. Um, there's that aspect to it. There's also the, the option to rent other people's fighters. So you can go rent someone else's higher level fighter if you want. Um, and there's those sorts of aspects to the game. Uh, and also there's just areas, there'll be, there'll, There'll be plenty of people who are not doing it like that. that they're, they're going to be part of the free-to-play kind of aspect. We're also committed that there's a whole free-to-play contingency, so it works with that demographic too. Uh, those types of players. So yeah, there'll be there'll be no need to upgrade if that's not what you're all about. Cool. Uh, you've brought up the scholarship aspect, which I think is amazing because I think that's so important for mass adoption, right? Partnering the capital with the skill. Uh, you know, for example, I, in my other hat, I'm from Crown Capital and, uh, you know, most of, most of our investors are passive investors. 
Uh, and yet, you know, we want to give our assets to those who have the skill and have the time, but make sure that we have the security of own, owning it. So how do you, how do you handle rental security wise without having to transfer it to someone? Yeah. Okay. That's an area that Will speaks very well about. Um, but what, if either Vinny or Sean has heard Will talk about this better than I have, please jump in. Um, but the bottom line is that we're following like best practices in that area, but the fighters will just be available. You'll be able to create relationships with people who are um, essentially making, renting their fighters out, create those relationships, use those fighters. And uh, that, you know, it, it, it's going to work very, it, it's going to be very easy to understand, very user friendly. And so X infinity style, X infinity style, probably. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, the rental system I always um, imagine, you know, and obviously this is everyone's kind of making the airplane as we're flying it. So we're looking at what has already been done and the pros and cons of that style. So I'm actually a big fan of the Splinterlands uh, rental system and ecosystem as well. So, Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's another really good uh, use case because Axie and Splinterlands really are the ones that have given us tried and tested practices, right? They're actually on the front line experimenting. So uh, another good one for sure. Um, okay, let's, let's talk about uh, free-to-play versus owning some of the assets. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm happy that we're part of the generation now that, we've, that has passed CryptoKitties, and we're looking at games that are first and foremost fun to play, right? And so I definitely yeah. think there will be, you know, because a lot of those other games were staking games or if we you know that's a nice way of putting it some of them were ponzonomics uh to be yeah. kind of less kind but now that we're entering games which are actually fun to play um you know you've mentioned that players can play even if they don't own assets so what will the the free to play game look like versus the play to earn game look like and can people kind of through their skill and grinding and hard work somehow get enough assets to cross over it's a great question. Um, that I don't have an answer to, except that it would make total sense to provide that pathway and that opportunity. You know, I don't, I don't see that that would be a difficult thing. It's the same game, you know. We're, we're just really creating different environments and different structures for different types of player to enter through. And obviously we want all players to have fun and have an opportunity to make money. Um, so I would say that from where I sit, that would just make total sense that, yeah, that there's always going to be opportunities for, for level ups, bonuses, earnings, et cetera, even for the free-to-play players. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no, yeah. I was going to say, uh, as far as, like, yeah, people hopping on doing the free-to-play uh, version are still going to be splitting their um, the rewards with whoever they're renting from. And therefore that's going to start building up as they uh, progress through either PVP or the story modes. And also while progressing through those modes, you might also get other, you know, NFT bonuses and whatnot. And so those things will end up in their bot. Like we mentioned, that's who that'll carry all their uh, in-game assets. And then eventually once they're ready and they're learning enough from the bot that they're comfortable taking that plunge and, and going that extra step and actually utilizing the NFT blockchain side of things, then they'll be ready. Awesome. I mean, you know, one of the most annoying things about Axie in its early days was that there was no um, starter, starter Axies that people could just 
train with and show their skill. Now they've rectified that. But it was particularly annoying to large-scale guilds like I was involved in because I didn't want these long resumes from Axie scholars telling me how much they need the job and how wonderful they are. We're, we're hiring based on best practices. And so if I can get to see, you know, okay, these are the 20 guys who are playing. They don't own anything. They've been doing all of the modes. I can see from their track record that they ranked high on the free mode. Then we're going to be more than happy to onboard them as, as talent scouts and let them work for us. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes total sense. Awesome. Okay, let's talk about some tokenomics. Um, how is that supposed to work? So people are playing against each other. I'm assuming they will earn something for that. How will that work? Yeah, that's really in the realm of, of will. Um, the, I know that there's two, there's basically two sets of tokens that we're planning to have here. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, as far as how that transfers between each other, he and the dev team are in weekly meetings working out. And, and it is a big deal. Like one thing I know is, that we're hiring like uh, economics and science related professionals to really help us make sure that what we have is, is an ecosystem that people can actually make money out of, but also we can not lose money in, you know, so something like the balancing act here is incredibly complicated. Um, and that's coming up in the future. We don't have that locked in yet. As far as I know, I haven't seen anything. But what I know is that there's lots of discussions about it, and it's in our development. Uh, it's in our development plan to onboard economic uh, tokenomics specialists in this area to make sure that it's ideal. Okay, cool. I mean, you know, the, the thing I'm always going to look at and 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 be one of those kind of critical fudders is when I don't see enough utility and burn mechanics, right? That's what, I'm, that's what everyone is kind of mentally masturbating on right now and no one has exact answers for because we're, we're, all, we're all theorizing, right? And haven't got enough case studies yet to actually see how it goes. I mean, we do have things like RuneScape and World of Warcraft and things like that. The problem is that it was illegal to have a free market over there. And so we never really got good data on how people behave as collectors, as investors, because that's really kind of the difficult question of here. How many people are happy to just have assets as collectibles and just to play the game? How many people are here to kind of augment their income? How many people uh, want to use what they've already earned to reinvest and buy more fighters and maybe level up their fighters and so on? And it's, mm. it's that balance, it's those levers of kind of, you know, we want as free a market as possible, but as a robust and healthy market as possible, also difficult to manage. Absolutely. And I think that's a journey, not a destination. The market's evolving and changing. What people want is always different. You know, if you sit down and you go, okay, I want to grind to make my living. How long does that last for before we say, I don't want to do this anymore? You know, now I just want to have fun again, etc. Like the thing about the human being is it's not a fixed way you know so therefore yeah what we want to do is create something that's versatile but something that that uh works at every in in every gateway at every entry point and in every in every kind of mode of operation something that's really attractive to investors to you know to vcs to players to the community something that's attractive to people who just like art some people are just like gaming we want to be attractive we want to try to be attractive at least to everybody and continue to kind of nudge that forwards all the time so you know 
of course, we don't want to get spread ourselves too thin, but we want to roll everything up into a really, really nice package. Fantastic. Keeping on the esports discussion, um, I assume that both you and kind of the founders, because you've got these connections to AMA, to to um, mixed martial arts and yeah. um, kind of broadcasting and reporting on those things, that you're not going to leave the Web 2 stone unturned. How do you envision the connection between this game and maybe um, professional commentary and bringing on uh, bringing in advertisers and things like that. Where do you see that kind of bridge going? Well, yeah, I'm glad that you kind of brought that up. Um, our IP is everything. You know, that's what we've been told by some of the tier one launch pads that we're talking to. Like what makes us so special is some of these contacts that we have <clears throat> because, you know, it, anyone can really go out and build a, a, you know, a fighting game if they want to, you know, but what we're bringing is the backing of people like, you know, UFC fighters and high-level commentators or referees, you know, from the industry or just people who are just icons in the industry. So as we build and, and past legends as well, they might end up being characters in the game, etc. So when they're going out and sharing about this across their social media and, you know, putting it up on their blogs and all of these different places, it really, it, it brings their whole community to us. And that's a big deal. Like we're talking about, exposure to all-in type followers. Like, you know, when Apple releases something new, all the apple files go and buy the Apple thing. And, you know, when a UFC fighter releases something new, all their fans go do that, you know. So that's sort of, uh, that, that, that's how, how the two blend together. So for us, it's marketing magic, but not, but not in an inauthentic way. Yeah. And I'd say we have tons of partners that back that up too, especially in the IRL athletics world that will come into play later on down the roadmap uh, from Gamma, which is the Global Association of Mixed Martial Arts. It's basically, you know, MMA, what, who's trying to get MMA into the Olympics. We've got the World Association of Kickboxing and we got Sports Data, who is a partner and they're like one of the top uh, IRL and esports registration uh, project uh, um, organizations out there so that's all kind of already starting to get laid out as far as the esports side of things go yeah and their branding will appear in the game on the fighters on the fighters yep. if they're wearing geese all that sort of stuff so yeah <clears throat> yeah you know once you've got once you've got metaverse platforms getting kind of reaching critical masses potential and the play to earn games and the money aspect right once there's so much money and so much at stake then by its very nature we're going to end up with you know, big stadiums. I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious that we're going to end up with big stadiums, right? We already have massive esports leagues where people broadcast and watch it. I mean, I was a big Magic the Gathering player and I watched kind of big tournaments being broadcasted. So I think that that's coming. Um, and on that question, really, do you envision building a large stadium for your top players? I know that Illuvium is going to be building six massive stadiums within their ecosystem. Will you be building kind of a... a, a a fight legend stadium, you know, with regular tournaments for your top players, and then maybe onboarding a lot of these professional commentators and stuff like that. Well, if we're not, then we're certainly going to after this suggestion. I know Will's going to listen to this uh, to this AMA when he wakes up. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure we will be. Um, but if we're not, we're definitely adding that in because that would be an awesome yeah. spectacular. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that idea. There's like metaverse projects out there like TCG, which is sort of like a GTA 5 project. Any sort of metaverse project, I'd love just to 
envision you know a player in there doing some sort of heist some sort of completing the level getting some sort of in-game currency which is you know a real cryptocurrency that they're either then they can go drive down the block in the metaverse and and decide you know do they want to go into the spaceship game do they want to hop into the fight legends arena and see what fights are going on maybe bet on a fight you know there's just the, the possibilities are endless yeah and i Correct. think that's and, 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 sorry go on. Uh, no, I was going to say that it gives you also a lot of extra burn mechanics. So when you speak to your, your economists, you know, you can have people uh, entering raffles for who's going to win. You can have people by having to buy tickets into different competitions. You can have people using it for betting and different things. You can have people using the coins for tipping. Once you have an ongoing live fight arena, you actually create a, quite a big, um, quite a big uh, sink, if you will, that helps you burn and keep value for a lot of the tokens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and just like a Twitch streamer, you know, streams chess and everyone watches them and they make money doing that. These fighters can be like, yeah, earning, earning extra revenue streams just for showing up and fighting on stage in front of others. You know, so I, I do love that. You know, it's like people can further, uh, you know, increase their income by putting themselves on show and being and being and putting themselves at issue in front of others, which I always love. Exactly, exactly. And then, of course, there's all the sponsorship. We can go down a rabbit hole. But, you know, if I, I, I keep trying to, you know, I keep speaking to project founders who have tokens and they just don't understand that they have to keep giving utility to their coins. And I know there's a lot of gimmicky things going on right now, and that's maybe what clouds their, their judgment. But if you allow your own coin to be the currency that's used for adverts and things like that, again, that keeps this movement of coins, right? So, in other words, you would have like, uh, you had this in Second Life, for example, where oh. is that yeah, on my side? No, I buy that currency from other people and so on. Sorry, could you just repeat uh, what you just said? We just lost you for a little bit there. Oh, I, I got rugged again. <laughs> I was saying that if the currency in game can only be created from being active in the game, right, fighting and all of that, or from, you know, from the Genesis NFTs or whatever else, then when you have external advertisers coming in and having to buy billboards, they have to basically buy the coins from other people, which wow. then helps the liquidity pools and the movement of coins and so on. And a lot of kind of founders that I'm speaking to when I speak about tokenomics, they kind of don't actually understand the power of a currency yet. They, they just think mm. we have to have a coin, but they don't understand that, you know, the, the power of the American dollar is because everyone is using it. Yeah, it makes good sense. Really good sense. Love it. Yeah. yeah. And those are that's cool. definitely a basic, right? Like the rewards that people get in game will be of the secondary currency, but they'll always be able to buy things with that premium fight token. So, exactly, exactly. Or for example, you know, I've spoken to quite a few people who are who are kind of going the arcade mentality as well. Like you know, uh, get twenty thousand of this coin, and you can also buy merchandise. And it, again, you've burned a token and made it another physical thing, right? So. Yeah, utility is the name of the game. It's how people think, especially when it comes to holding coins long-term, right? Like you want to hodl the coins. You only hodl if you think the coins are value. Otherwise, you keep dumping them on the liquidity pool because you don't think really that the coin has value. Mm. Well, one thing I know is utility is one of the most spoken about topics inside of our organization, that and high quality. You know, so, 
you know, it, we're just constantly looking. Like <clears throat> even in this conversation today, while I'm learning, Will probably is across these things. I'm sure he is, but he will even get things from this conversation himself. Like it's a constant learning journey, a constant discovery for more and more utility. As you say, you know, without the utility, it's only a matter of time until it just falls away. It's it's not there's no purpose. It's not up in front of people all the time. So, hundred percent agree. And thank you for your input there. It's it's awesome. Sure, sure. Yeah, I I think I think you know. I mean, we always talk about community, but I I think where community is so important when it comes to games is one's consumer confidence is lost. Right, where a coin kind of really plummets at a certain speed, it's hard to recover that confidence. And of course, everyone knows we're like experimenting and things have to be tweaked. You know, as I say to the Fat Cat members, you know, we're all winging it, just some are winging it slightly better than others. And uh, kind <laughs> yeah. of finding that balance is, is the hard part. Yeah, and I think just being open, like if you're winging it and you're open about it, then you can learn and adjust. Whereas if you're winging it and you're pretending you're not, you have to stick to what you've decided. You have to go down with the plane. You know, it's, it's like, it's a, you know, we're, we're always open to how can we be better? We're willing to do anything it takes to always be better. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Okay. Now, uh, is there anything you think we haven't mentioned um, or along the same line, where do you envision uh, this game headed in a couple of years? Well, esports is definitely on the radar within a couple of years. Um, we want to be the premier AAA gaming studio. Maybe there's more games. Who knows? Because we do have a gaming studio. Um, <clears throat> we want to. Sorry, one sec. I should have to clear my throat. Um, we w- we want to continue to onboard amazing personalities uh, and organisations from. Um, from all around the martial arts community. Sorry, I've really, um, my voice is going. But we want to continue to onboard people and then do NFT drops around them. So so really I think that we're, you know, this, this is a mountain with no top even this game. The game will continue to improve. The opportunities for players and different styles of fighting and all of those things inside the game will improve. The mechanics will improve. We're just going to constantly tweak and evolve based on where the market goes. So we're not saying that we're going to be done at any point in time. There is not, there is nothing like that for us, whatever, wherever this thing needs to go, we'll take it all the way to the moon. So that's, that's the plan. But yeah, in the near future, esports continue to add new characters to the game, continue to evolve the game mechanics, tournaments, hopefully stadiums. That's on the radar. Yeah, I mean, we got a AAA studio level game. So, you know, it's going to take, we're years before you would even see the concept art we're releasing from uh, if an equivalent AAA studio, like from Web 2. So, yeah, we're definitely just always going to be hard at work. But like Anton mentioned, we're doing a lot of IRL events uh, just for our launches and stuff like that. And that's going to lead into esports events down the road. So, Mm, absolutely. Cool. 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 You brought up a pragmatic point, actually. I mean, building games, good games especially, takes a long time. What I particularly like about the blockchain builders or settlers is that many of them are building in a modular mode, right? As I've kind of mentioned often to my listeners, you know, World of Warcraft has to kind of go into the dark for three years and then will arrive with their next product. But, you know, what's cool about this space is 
we're very forgiving on, you know, making a first level game and then adding to that game and adding to that game and coming out with the next season. Um, you know, I know that we've got kind of few people here from Meta Guardians who are doing stuff like that too. So when can we expect uh, kind of the first somewhat playable game that isn't just a demo? Well, in our, we have a live event coming up early next month um, and we're sprinting to actually have a tournament on our platform in that event. So it's very close to having players be able to knock each other out. Um, and the game mechanics are, are fine. Like when we're fighting each other, the, it feels great to play that game. So really um, it's foreseeable that bloody face holders in the next couple of months will actually be able to start start fighting each other. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, you know what it's like in this world. It's, it's, it's a twisty, turny world. Like at the same time as we're building the game, we're completely upgrading our back-end platform to be more stable, moving it across from, I think, Firebase to AWS. Yeah. Uh, so th that's a massive migration in its own right, you know, and then that opens up some new complications. But the team are very pragmatic about this. They're, you know, the, unlike, like, like they and Will get along really well. They know where to focus their priorities. We've got these real in real life milestones like events and we're holding a tournament and they will make that work like we're very rarely wrong about these deadlines so yeah in the next few months people can play each other no doubt awesome awesome um two more questions for you i believe you're dropping a genesis set right like these are the bloody faces that we're giving away some for so how how are your drop nft drops supposed to work what is your first set that you'll be selling do we have a price do we have a timeline uh, do we have a size of collection okay. yet? Okay, so there's, the, there's a stealth drop happening now, which is the Bloody Faces NFTs. They, uh, how much are they, Sean? 42 Matic right now in the mint pass. 42 Matic. Thank you. Right. So they enable you, there's lots of utility in those. They're going to give you access to the game. Uh, they give you access to areas in Discord where Will goes and hangs out with them, uh, those people. Uh that gives you all sorts of extra kind of bonuses, which I don't have a list of in front of me. But the bottom line is bloody face holders are like our secret society club and our first adopters, and they get access to all the good stuff. Um, then coming out very soon, like in the next month or so, uh, is the the there's a 10K PFP companion bot drop. So we're doing all this great artwork on these companion bots. They'll be completely free. Um, and 10,000 of them. And the idea behind those is just to get the community really excited about what we're up to. They look great. Um, we're excited for those. And then after that comes the trainer drop, okay, and the trainers will be the first round of NFTs available. So these are the, the strength and conditioning trainers and the agility trainers, all that sort of stuff. So people will be able to buy into them. They look great, like the artwork that's floating around inside of our Slack uh, is just epic. Like these yeah. guys are just so cool do you want to talk a bit about them sean you're welcome to go please oh no yeah it's just uh we're getting all sorts of great sneak peeks and the uh, uh and kind of concept art coming out of that way and uh the exciting thing about the bloody faces holders uh beyond what anton mentioned is uh of course uh, there'll be like a special clubhouse that we're doing for them with uh, special access and there'll be a special marketplace within that clubhouse for bloody faces uh, holders uh, but also bloody faces holders will be uh, whitelisted for all the future nft drops including that trainer drop uh, and with uh, the ability to own three of the bloody faces you can have a good 
whitelist uh, set up and, and really get uh, some early investment going on. Ah, yes, awesome, awesome. Uh, so, and, and I, how I many then, data faces are there? Say that sorry? again. Sorry. How many? What's the total supply of bloody faces? Three, 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 three. Yeah, thousand three hundred thirty-three. Okay, cool, cool. Um, what what chain are you on? Polygon. Polygon. Yeah, okay. that, that specific one is, but then the later drops will probably be on Ethereum, like the NFT one will be. And and will they be um, still usable within in within the the game, or will you have to kind of bridge them over? That question is beyond my level of knowledge at this point, but I could get that answer for you or anyone who's in our Discord can ask it. We'll definitely be able to answer that. Super. Yeah, Super. Yeah. Um, okay, one thing that's highly fashionable now, and I'm going to continue to make it even more fashionable because I believe in it, is connecting communities. And one of the ways that that, that is happening is by... Uh, games giving certain communities kind of a, a token member that looks like their community. So, for example, Magic Mushroom Clubhouse or a Fat Cat designing a fighter to look like uh, kind of one of those communities and, you know, including it in your collection so that kind of mm -hmm. we're able to onboard our people into the game but also let them mm -hmm. feel their identity recognized. Is that something you're planning? Absolutely. Yeah, we love it. We talked about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bring that stuff right on. Absolutely. We're always looking awesome, for inspiration. Awesome. I mean, what's better than a fat cat kicking people's butt as well inside a game? That'd be awesome. You know, I can see that happening. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's, yeah. it's easy because our, our cats aren't even fat, right? They're, they're the other kind of fat cat. They're the businessmen <laughs> yeah, and wealthy, yeah. so you can even make yeah, them muscly and cool. Yeah, a cat standing on a bunch of wallets. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll give you some inspiration. Don't worry, we've got some great art. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Don't me, okay. Yeah. yeah, don't let me don't do the artwork. It'll be, it'll be bad. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we love those sorts of collabs. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're both 90 styles, right? So it's going to be okay. We'll, we'll, we'll jive. So we'll have to talk about that more uh, because, you know, Fat yeah. Cats, when you said Clubhouse, we were already in, right? We, we love having embassies everywhere we can. So that's big for us. Um, and we'll, we'll talk a bit more afterwards as well. Um, okay, I want to open up to any questions. Does anyone want to raise their hand and ask a question? While that's happening, I'm going to get uh, Teth a catless spot. Please open a ticket afterwards. I'm going to get Levy and uh, Lil Smock uh, 50 catnip each. Um, I'm also looking at Cafe Voice Text if anyone asks anything. Nadia, Nadia, you're not going to ask anything? Come on, Nadia. <laughs> We've got another Aussie in the crowd. What about you, Parker or Jeff? No questions? Okay, well then I think we've done a good job, guys. So final yep. words to you then. Is there anything you think we should have mentioned that we haven't yet? Let me just have a look through my list here to see if, uh, like I've got a, mm, yeah, I know I think we've really covered a lot today. I think um, that we're excited, we're just, we're genuine. We are willing to do what it takes. We want, we want partnerships that really work. We want, we, you know, we don't want to do anything inauthentically. So, yeah, we're legit. We're as legit as I as as it gets in my view. Like looking at from a GM seat, seat, our team are all pulling in the same direction, and uh, 
Yeah, I, I really think that we're onto something great here. So your partnership is appreciated. And uh, really thank you so much for having us on today to speak to your community. And, uh, yeah, we'd like to also, if you'd like, if there's anything, like we, we would like to make sure that our community understands you. So maybe we could do the same in reverse sometime or maybe you could share a bit about the Fat Cats Dow. Um, yeah, I, I think I think... I think we'll take you up on that AMA. I think we'll, we'll speak afterwards about a couple of things and maybe come on over to your community and do a Discord AMA or Twitter space or something. We'll, we'll sort that out. Yeah. That's a great idea. Thank you. Um, Parker, go for it, buddy. Hey, I, I missed, missed a little bit earlier on it, but um, and I'm not sure this is the type of game that does that, but is it going to be approachable and mobile-friendly in the future? Is that something that would be in a yeah. design for something like this? Sure, because it's developed on Unity and there's a lot of games, you know, on mobile devices in Unity. Um, you know, absolutely. It's no big deal. And it's keyboard friendly. So you could essentially get a Bluetooth keyboard and an iPad or an Android tablet or whatever. And we're, we're really focused on making the keyboard interaction um, very powerful as well. Because a lot of people don't have joysticks or don't want to use them, or, you know, especially with fighting games where you got the light, medium, and hard punches and all that sort of stuff. Like, that doesn't really work. But it does. But, you know, you got to have the right kind of button format for that to work well. So, yeah, like, we, we, we really want to make it great on keyboard friendly and great for joysticks, great for everything. So 100% mobile devices, no problem. Perfect. I think that opens it up to quite a large user base. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's the, yeah. the main reason for choosing Unity, large user base. <clears throat> yeah, mobile mobile access, at least for part of the game, combined with scholarships, is seemingly the golden co combo right now for the third world countries. You know, and um, mm. you know, I I, I, mean, I speak about this a lot, but one of the beautiful things that I see in Web three is that it's a great equalizer, right? As long as you have a decent connection and, and a bit of decent hardware, uh, you too can become a champion fighter. And I just yep. love that. That that really speaks to me. So thank you everyone for joining us and uh, thank you to your boat to you both and we'll be in touch with you and Will and get some things rolling. Um, and uh, to the community, for those of you who are not yet sick of listening to me, I'm going to grab a coffee and then I'll see you in about 12 minutes on WGMI where we will be interviewing the team of Ragnarok. And uh, yeah, so thank you again both mates and thank you for joining us so early in the morning. We do appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks so much. Cheers. Yep. Have a good one.